everyone, welcome to another episode of In Her Purpose Show, a platform where we feature female game changers who have paved the way on succeeding their goals and continue to inspire at the same time. I am your host, Mafe Yunan Velasco, and this show is very close to my heart because I am able to learn and grow with two amazing, beautiful women who are the founders and also authors of In Her Purpose book and company. So honored to introduce to you all, let's start with Jen Redondo Marquez, who is a game changer herself, working in the tech world and serving as a mentor for Collective Hustle and FASTA, Filipino Americans in Silicon Valley Tech. And of course, Rose Buado, mother of two, businesswoman, mentor to young women entrepreneurs, inspirational speaker and manager of the Philharmonic. Hello, ladies. Hello. Hi, how are you? It's almost Christmas. It's so amazing that we've gone through so many episodes with inspiring women. And today is even more amazing because I'm excited to meet this beautiful woman that we have on the show today. And I'm sure you guys are really excited too. So let me introduce our beautiful guest. Her name is Joanne Encarnacio. I'm sure everybody knows her as Jo. And Jo is a sexual empowerment coach who is, a dairy, is daring to lead hundreds of women down a path of radical self-acceptance, emotional fitness, and sexual liberation. Jo helps women connect to this deep part of themselves so that in return, they can show up as their fullest, most radiant and vibrant selves, embracing their sexuality and being a, a whole without shame or judgment. Through her coaching and guidance, she is able to provide the tools to gain a, a better understanding of their landscape, establish healthy batteries and access the divine sensual energy. So without further ado, let's welcome the beautiful Joe Encarnacio. Hi, Joe. Hello, everyone. How are you? Hello. Hi. Hello. Oh. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Yes, we're excited. You're actually our season finale for 2020. Oh, you know, I, love, I love a good, happy ending. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> literally, in literally, literally in so many different ways. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, for our audience that does not know who you are, if you could please share a little bit about your background. Um, when I first started following you, you were still working at Visco as a director, and then you were going down your fitness path. And since then, I've seen you evolve into so many things and i'll let you go and explain your journey but if you can just take our audience and listeners through your journey and who you are your background yeah i mean you know it's interesting because i think my journey has pivoted so many different ways from like the get-go but you know when i think about just the evolution of things it really started from when i was younger i've always been a i've always been a rebellious little girl um, growing up in a Filipino household and the first, you know, generation, um, first generation born here in the US, like I always like thought, man, like whatever my parents were teaching me were just not something that was intuitively mine. And a lot of it just stemmed from knowing deeply that the values, the traditions, the things they they taught me just didn't feel intuitively something that I could connect with. And so my journey um, in essence is really started off when I 
was um, working in the tech industry and I was hustling. I was grinding away. I was working nine to five on paper. I had it all. I was married to kids, a dog, a house in Silicon Valley, a nine, a, like a beautiful nine to five tech job. You would think that a woman like me would be extremely happy and just, you know, I've got everything. And one of the things that I remember in that moment was like, man, I am feeling burnt out, overstressed. I don't feel like myself. Can we cuss on this show? Yeah. Is that possible? Okay. I was like, I was like, what the fuck is going on with me? Like, who am I? And I remember that feeling of just feeling lost in my own body. And what really kind of clicked in me was the realization that I wasn't taking care of myself. I was doing all these things, serving all the people around me, but the person that was put on the back burner was me. And it wasn't until my daughter was nine. So she's now 16, seven years ago, when I looked at myself in the mirror and I was like, I do not like the woman I'm becoming. I don't recognize her. She's unhappy. She doesn't feel like herself in her body. And it was a moment that I had my daughter and she looked at me and she was like, mom, you're so beautiful. And I looked at her and I said, no, I'm not. I'm ugly and fat. Just like that, the same way that you would say that in, in a dressing room with your girlfriends. And that was the moment I knew I had to make some changes for myself. And that was really challenging for me because growing up, again, Filipino American background, you're taught taking care of yourself is selfish. You don't do those things. You put everybody around you first. And so, you know, that moment with my daughter, Iris, I decided two weeks later that I would start my wellness journey and start really taking care of myself, get a grasp of my mental health, start really working through what was the underlying causes of my body image issues. Mm -hmm. And I didn't realize until maybe about like two years ago. So this evolution of just like working through self-care, working through self-love, taking care of myself, nourishing myself, understanding what my passions were. It wasn't until like maybe two years ago when I realized the real underlying cause of my body image issues and my like body dysmorphia disorder came from a situation that I was in when I was eight years old when my quote unquote uncle, so a family friend of ours, had molested me. And mm -hmm. I realized through just kind of uncovering all that deep work that the reason why that became a huge like root cause of my body image issues was I remember telling my mom and my dad like this had happened to me and they were like, no, that didn't happen to you. Your uncle would never do that to you. And it was in that mm -hmm. moment when I realized or when I when I like when when that imprinting of like your body is not yours came into my body and it came into my mind. It became that my, my conditioning. Mm -hmm. And so that was an interesting moment for me to discover recently because that's where I began to really shape a different line of work for me in terms of going from tech into wellness, finding my passion there as a wellness coach, working on nutrition and emotional eating, and then really kind of understanding, well, what is the real emotional cause behind a lot of women's issues when it comes to eating disorders or body image issues. And when you go underneath of the like emotional cause, it's oftentimes relational wounds or traumatic experiences like sexual abuse. 
And that's kind of what really opened up the gateway for me to get into sexual empowerment coaching was because I knew for me, the biggest deep underlying cause that was never healed was this sexual trauma that I experienced. And that's what caused me to become so confused about who the fuck owns my body? Is it mine? Is it someone else's? Is it society's? Is it my husband's? Is it my parents? <laughs> like who owns my body? Is it my kids after I become mm -hmm. a mom? Like, I don't know who this is. And so um, it was that whole discovery of just kind of looking back at all these pieces of what I've experienced as a woman trying to really redefine myself where I was like, you know what? This is what women really need. Like this is the drink that women really need. They really need to go really deep into some of these things. And that's kind of where I landed on my landed now as a sexual empowerment coach, just really knowing that so many women experience sexual trauma in so many different ways. And it's time to really uncover that and bring it mm -hmm. to life. So we're not feeling ashamed in our own bodies. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that's my journey in a nutshell. It's kind of a long one. It starts from like so way back when. <laughs> Wow. I know, that's, yeah, that's a really great journey. Can you um, kind of tell us and maybe even tell me, like, what is a, a sexual? Um, what is it? What is it that you're calling? Or yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, 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 like, <laughs> I refer I refer so to myself. <laughs> yeah, I refer to myself as a sexual empowerment coach or a sexual mm -hmm. wellness coach. And the reason being is because the way that I define sexuality is that sexuality is your purest form of self-expression. And what I mean by that is it's the way that we think about ourselves, the belief systems that we um, embody about how we relate to others. And it's really ultimately about how we express ourselves as a whole being. And so as a sexual empowerment coach working with women, what I oftentimes do is I help women come back home to their bodies. So many women are so disconnected from our bodies and we are so in our heads about everything that we need to do that oftentimes there is this like huge disconnection of knowing what to do in our own bodies, knowing how to trust our bodies, knowing how to trust our intuition. And that really starts to seep into how we relate to others, how we relate to ourselves sexually, mm -hmm. how we relate to our relationships and really how we re relate to our creativity. And as a sexual empowerment coach, I just help women come alive in their own bodies. How do you do that? <laughs> That's amazing. We need more. Of you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it's, it's a fun job and it's also really hard because we're working through a lot of inner child wounding and a lot of shame and a lot of guilt. And it oftentimes stems from some sort of slight traumatic experience in their relationships, you know? Yeah. That's so interesting. Your honesty is mm -hmm. so inspiring. You know, not a lot of women can share their story like that. And for you to just come out and, you know, Hey, that's me. You know, I'm here to help you. You know, that's exactly what mm -hmm. Rose said. We need more people like you. And, you know, not a lot of people are knowing how yeah. to heal yeah. those wounds. Yeah. Yeah. So I have, I have like a hundred questions in my mind right now. I'm just trying to <laughs> really narrow it down to what it is that I want to ask. So um, I guess one of the questions would be like, since you've come out as a sexual empowerment coach, how many women, or I mean, is it both women and men or um, just women or just men? 
Um, how I, you for that? Wait, which one? How would you say? Many have come to you for this. Like, is there like, a, there's like a need for you? How does this work? Yeah, I mean, a lot. So not only do I work with sexual, not only do I work with relationships, I also work with, I, I mean, I work with sex, love and relationships. And so oftentimes, you know, what I, what I primarily do is I help women communicate their wants, needs, desires, not only in bed, but also out of the bedroom. And oftentimes what I've recognized is, you know, women, don't know how to speak about their boundaries. They don't have, they don't know how to access their truth. They don't know how to communicate their wants, needs, and desires. And so what I like to help women do is really help them get in touch with their emotions and help them understand that their emotions are actually safe. I mean, if we think about it as women, what is oftentimes the things that we're told? You're so emotional. You're too much. You're overly dramatic. You're too sensitive. You're too this, you're too that. You know, and and what happens like you shut down as a woman, you can't even trust your own emotions because you're taught that your emotions are not safe. Right. And so what I do is I not only provide a space for women to understand that their emotions are safe to be expressed, but I also teach them how to connect to their emotions in their actual bodies. Mm -hmm. And then when that happens, they actually are able to connect to their intuition and to me, like, I believe your body is, is, is your, is, is your, is your Bible. I mean, this is where your intuition comes from. This is where your truth comes from. I like to always say your body is a transmitter and a receiver all at the same time. It's constantly receiving information and you're also constantly transmitting information. And when we're taught as women that our bodies are not safe, we don't even know whether or not when we feel sad, is it okay to feel sad? Everyone tells us not to feel sad. If we're happy, we're oftentimes told, well, you shouldn't be happy. It's a really shitty moment right now. We're in a pandemic. And it's like, how do you, how are you supposed to act right now? Like, what do you, what, how can you actually be? Like, why can't you just be authentic? Yeah. Why can't you just actually live in the current space that you're in? And so not only do I give women the tools to understand their emotions on that level, I also teach them how to communicate them so that in their relationships, in their sex life, in their business life, they understand how they're actually feeling is true for them and they can communicate it in a productive and, and constructive way. Mm -hmm. I love how you not only, like it's focused on like one type of thing, but it actually helps the entire world of, of a person. So yeah. I love that. So would you be able to, I, so I have a friend. So she talking to her about you <laughs> and she's like, oh my gosh, can you please ask her? So she just recently got out of a 21 year relationship, right? And she's only been with this one guy, but, and it's been like about a year and she's talking to lots of guys, but she won't do anything or like she won't even go like first base with them. Like, because mm -hmm. but she feels like there's a problem there, like like she's there's a blockage. So would you mm -hmm. be able to help somebody like that? And can I give her your number? <laughs> <laughs> a thousand percent. Yeah. And yes. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. You know, it's interesting because blockages like that are often stemmed from fear and they're often stemmed from the inability to trust the other person due to some kind of relational wounding. And um, it's really common, you know, when you're in a relationship that maybe, and, and one of the things that I've been working through with a lot of my clients lately and what I've been discovering lately is how so many women have actually been 
unconsciously and subtly emotionally abused. Um, and, and there's a lot of covert narcissism that happens in our society because we're taught codependency and we're not taught how to like signal those signs early enough in our relationships that there's codependency happening there. And with your friends, what I'm, what I'm recognizing and what she's saying is just that the lack of trust in other people is actually because of, there's a lack of trust in herself. Mm -hmm. And ultimately, in order for you to have a really healthy, beautiful relationship with somebody else, you have to build that trust in yourself first, right. no matter what. It doesn't fucking matter whether you're male, female, whatever has happened to you in your life, whether you've come from a beautiful childhood that's like hasn't had very many traumatic experiences. You come from a really fucked up childhood that has really traumatic experiences. Yeah. Like You have to build that relationship with yourself first or you will never ever be able to be able to like expect or tell somebody how to treat you ever right. you know right. like you got to love yourself first before you got you tell somebody else how to love you yeah you know? we will quote you on that you <laughs> love yourself first you have to. You have to. it's not selfish it's not selfish at all it's actually it's self-preservation mm -hmm. You know, it's self-preservation. No problem. I can Wait, do that. Do <laughs> <laughs> no problem. I can do that. You're doing it, Jen. Don't worry. <laughs> what other questions do you have? Rose, I know you have a ton. You no, know, yeah, I have I have a bunch of them, but you know what? Let's let's stick with the, you know, my questions will start coming out. See? <laughs> but let's stick with the, with the guide. <laughs> so what, what other things are you currently working on, Joe, or um, like your current goals or current projects and upcoming projects with the year um, coming to an end and starting a new chapter? <sighs> you know, I've been through an upheaval right now. And it's really funny because this year i have dived head like head first into coaching and um my career has evolved and so you know at one point i was doing a lot of things in the fitness world and the wellness space as a wellness influencer and i'm still doing a lot of those things however in my like in the last like three years, I've covertly been a certified life coach, but like haven't actually like really fully dived into it until COVID because it took away my travel. It took away like a large part of my influencer stuff. Um, and so I've been really, really doing a lot of coaching. And this year I created two different programs, one on sensuality and sexuality and the other one on um, just like overall women's life coaching that really helped women understand their emotions, build healthy boundaries, understand what to look for in relationships. Um, and then, and then, and then really like tapping into creativity and sensuality in that like 12 week course. So that one is called women in progress. The other one was the siren salon and the siren salon was a six week, um, or is a six week, like experiential coaching experience where women, um, and very intimate group of women will meet with me once a week and we talk everything, sex, love, and relationships in that container. And it's really fun. It's really beautiful. It's a lot of healing in that container. Um, but ultimately, the biggest project that I've been working on during this time was actually getting a fucking divorce, uh, which is, like, funny enough. Um, and honestly, it, it, it was because of my women's coaching. 
And it was because of the work that I was doing with women and reflecting on the things that I would be coaching them through. And I was like, God, I cannot lead these women if, if I'm not leading myself in the same way. Mm -hmm. If I'm not upholding my own boundaries, if I'm not upholding myself to my highest standard, the way that I'm speaking to these women that they should be doing. Um, and that really came to light for me because, you know, I've been married for the last 12 years, loving relationship and very, very rich. Um, however, in this relationship, I, I, I have my own needs and I have my own boundaries. And some of those boundaries were being crossed consistently. Um, and it wasn't until this year where I was like, mm, enough, enough of the yeah. crossing of that. Um, and so, you know, for me, I think the biggest project I'm working on is um, reinventing what family and relationships and co-parenting will look like for me. Right. And it has been an evolution and a really beautiful one, a very scary one, but one that I think was really needed. Um, because again, like I said, I, I couldn't be the coach leading these women to do the same things that I was not leading myself to do. Right. And like, that's my biggest golden rule as a coach. Like I, I tell my clients all the time, I would never like ask you to do any work, inner work on yourself that I haven't done. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was just, you know, a lot of the ways in which they would share their life stories with me and their you know current relationship issues and all those things and i was just like it just brought up a mirror in my own life um and that yeah that that's the biggest thing that i'm working on and and you know the next year i guess the next iteration there's a lot of things in the coaching front and a lot of collaborations that i'm really excited about um next year i'm going to be doing a sex love and stars course with one of my girlfriends so it's going to be paired with sexuality and astrology and that's going to be really fun mm -hmm. um i'm relaunching women in progress at least four times next year so i'll be taking four different um, cohorts and collectives through that program um, as well as actually getting my integrative tantric sex coaching certification, which I'm really stoked on because this pairs my like nerdy neuroscience with like ancient tantra. And I'm so fucking excited for all of that. Um, you know, because I think one of the things that I recognize, especially because my large, huge, a huge bulk of the women that I work with are extremely ambitious, goal-oriented, um, badass like women who are leading the charge in their business lives, but having a hard time leading that charge in their personal lives. Mm -hmm. And a huge part of that is because, you know, they're so type A in, in one perspective. And when it comes to sex, love, and relationships, since it's so fluffy and soft and emotionally driven, they can't quite put the pieces together. But when you pair all that stuff with like neuroscience and you give them the tools that way, they're like, oh shit, that clicks. <laughs> our bodies work this way because our minds work this way. And there's chemicals behind that. And there's mm -hmm. so they're just, I'm, I'm really excited for that kind of marriage of all of those pieces. It's going to be a lot of fun next year. Oh my gosh, it sounds like a lot of fun. How, how are you? Yeah. How are you juggling all of that? all of your projects with your family life right now? You know, I have one golden rule for myself, which is, you know, I wake up every day and I ask myself, how do I want to feel today? Mm 
what do I want to embody? What are the sensations in my body that um, I want to feel for the day? And the biggest um, intention that I have for at least 2021 is that I want to be fully raptured in all of my sensuality and engaged in all of my senses. So mm-hmm. my sight, my sound, my touch, my taste, my um my what's the other one uh smell and so for me i think like what that essentially means is i just want to come alive fully Mm -hmm. in everything that i do and that is going to be my north star my guiding point for everything if something that i do does not feel pleasurable or if it doesn't give me joy i'm giving it a hard no if it's not a hell yes it's gonna be a hell no and i think like so oftentimes we are taught, especially as women, that like if if it's not if it feels too pleasurable, it's bad. If it feels good to you, don't do that. It's like terrible. Yeah. And it's like, if it feels good to you, why wouldn't you do it? Mm-hmm. If it's something that you love, why wouldn't you put the energy into that? And so I think for me, in terms of juggling it, it's it's that. And then also being really organized with my calendar, um, a shit ton of healthy boundaries and making sure that I hold myself accountable enough for that for that day. Um, a huge part of my structure that I have really loved as a ritual is like morning pages. So what I'll do is I'll spend about 30 minutes of journaling the first two pages of my morning pages is like basically a brain dump of everything that's unconsciously and subconsciously going on in my brain. Mm-hmm. And the third page is like <clears throat> what I like to say, like it's my, it's my, I design my day page. And so I write down how I want to feel for that day and the tasks that I need to accomplish and like what I would feel like accomplishing those tasks. And that for me helps me feel pretty balanced And then in terms of unplugging and like, you know, finding time for myself, honestly, like I'm all about masturbation and pleasure. And so it's like that part is always my self-care practice. And if I need to go and take a nap or if I need to go and do this, I am leaning into that as much as possible. And I know that like for those listening, they might not have the luxury to do that. So what I would always like say is, especially for some of my clients too, who don't run their own businesses or who, who doesn't make their own schedule, there's a concept that I like to talk about, which is like microdosing pleasure. And mm-hmm. so whatever you need to do to create a little sense of pleasure in your day, go do that. If that means lighting a candle while you're having dinner for yourself, go do that. If that means putting on lipstick before your Zoom call all day long, go fucking do that. Like whatever brings you a inch or microdose of pleasure for that moment, that is something that you can do because it'll just help to elevate the way that you're feeling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? Love it. I'm taking notes. How do people look at you or how do they react to you when you tell them you are a sexual empowerment coach and you do A, B, and C? You know, it's funny. Um, I have barely started owning that title until the last half of the year. And I remember going to Boston in October and this guy was ringing me up on the on, on on the checkout. He was like, so what do you do? And I was like, oh, I'm a sexual wellness coach or a sexual empowerment coach. And he was like, oh, we need more of those. You know, 
yes, 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 sir, we do. And he was like, I mean, you know, I'm like, yeah, it's not about like being good at sex or anything, but like, you know, yeah. <laughs> Good at it that. Yeah, and I was like, it's definitely more than that. And I just was like, you know, I actually, it's not about sex. I mean, it is about sex. It's all about, yes, it is about pleasure. But the line of work that I do is I, I go deep. I cut through the bullshit. Mm -hmm. I, I get in there and I, we talk about the stuff that really hurts and the things that cause people so much shame about their bodies. I mean, for some women, like, we we work through understanding why is it hard for you to turn on the lights in the bedroom? Mm -hmm. Why? That mm -hmm. simple little act. Like, what is it about that sense of expression to be fully just fully in your own bigness or your being or like your beingness? Why do you want to shame that or diminish that by not turning on the lights or by wearing a t-shirt when you're having sex. Like if these are causes or problems, like we go there, we like try to understand some of the ugly shit that you don't talk about because it's not just as easy as like, Oh, I'm going to turn on lunch or put on lingerie. And all of a sudden I'm, I feel sexy or I am sexy. It's like, yeah. no, like there's so much that happens in the mind and we have to like, I help women get out of their fucking heads so they can get back into their bodies so they can experience what it feels like to like fully let go in their sexual experience, not for their partners, but for themselves, right. Right. Like for themselves. Like I, you know, I, I guess for me, like I think about those moments when I'm fully like, fully raptured in my own pleasure and not because my partner is giving it to me, but because I'm allowing myself to feel it. It feels so liberating. Like it's so liberating to like realize, Oh shit. I can love my body as it is. It doesn't have to be perfect right now. I can, I can scream during sex. I can cry during sex. I can laugh during sex. I can, I can say, no, I don't want sex anymore and not feel ashamed. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like all of those things that that's, that to me is your fullest self-expression of sexuality. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's the kind of work that I love to do. And, and I think, I, I think when I, I think for me, when I know that that's the work that I do, when somebody asks me, Oh, you're a sexual wellness coach. Like, what does that mean? Or a sexual power coach? I'm like, I do some badass fucking work. <laughs> like, right. I help I help women feel comfortable in their bodies yeah. and to feel alive in their bodies and to look at themselves and go, you know, I accept you. I can yeah. fall in love with you and I can I can make love to myself and and I can feel free to do that and that is that's really empowering for me. You know, it's really I think for me, that's very healing because I know what it feels like to not feel empowered in my body and to not feel okay or to feel ashamed of my sexuality or to experience sexual trauma and to want to literally die because of it, you yeah. know? And and that shit is hard when you feel that way as a woman. It's it's really, it's really heart-wrenching and it tears your soul apart. Mm -hmm. And so if I can... If I can help a woman stop from going down that path, even just momentarily, like that's so nurturing for me. Yeah, yeah, so that's great. That is great. Um, what was your aha moment? You said about two years ago was when you decided that you wanted to do this. What was the aha moment to make you know? Okay, this, this is what I want to do. 
I think I've always wanted to. Um, so when I was 15 years old, I was actually raped by my boyfriend. And um, that experience led me down a path of like about six months of really dark depression and then a, a suicide attempt. Mm -hmm. And it was through therapy after that suicide attempt where I like had thought, you know, my therapist has really helped me through my depression and helped me uncover all of these darker pieces. I want to do the same for other like adolescents. And then I found out how long it would take to become a psychologist and like the debt that you would incur as a doctor. And I was like, yeah, no, thanks. Like, not <laughs> um, so, you know, I, I did other things prior to leading to where I am now. But it was when I realized two years ago, um, when I finally worked through some of the last pieces of my own like sexual wounds and sexual mm -hmm. trauma, when I was like, holy shit, this is what it feels like to come alive. This is what it feels like to be comfortable in your body. This is what it feels like to like touch yourself as a woman and know that every part of you feels safe. And that was incredible because I was able to like literally touch my body, touch my vulva, touch my vagina, and nothing was performative. Everything mm -hmm. felt intentional. Everything felt conscious. Everything felt like consensual. And I remember thinking, this is what I need to help women do because I know what it feels like on the other end. Yeah completely shut myself down and to not want sex and to be afraid of being touched and to be afraid of my own personal touch, that it was like, how do I, what are the tools? What are the steps? How do I give this to other women? Mm -hmm. How do I teach them? Not only from my own like place of healing, but also from the tools that I've learned over time. Mm -hmm. Well, I think you're going to do amazing work. I mean, you're already doing amazing work now, but you're just going to keep on going. And it's just going to be like all great things for you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to this being maybe the final evolution of what I do. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think, you know, over time I was a hairstylist. I worked in tech. I was, became a nutrition coach and a, and a life coach. And, you know, I still do a lot of life coaching, but it's definitely has a, a more intentionality around relationships. Right sex um and i'm hoping that this is the last iteration and and it's honestly like a huge a huge intention behind that is that i i i want to i want my daughters to have a different form of sex education than i did mm -hmm. i want them to know that their bodies are their bodies i want them to know that they have body autonomy that they have full rights to their bodies and their pleasure. Um, I want them to have sex education that I didn't have or relationship education that I didn't have. And so a huge part of it is just like really giving my daughters like the agency and then having the women around them and the girls that are being raised around them also know the same thing. Mm -hmm. See, that's so great because I mean, just from talking about it now, um, and thinking about what what type of sex ed we had in high school, it was nothing about that. It was just all. I mean, I don't even remember, but it was not any of this stuff, and nothing about like how we should love ourselves, 
how you know mm-hmm. how does it affect our bodies nothing like that yeah yeah no it was like please don't get pregnant yeah. here's some here's some protection yeah yeah i mean <laughs> it's it was like if you think about sex ed even now it's still ab it's getting better but it's still absent based so don't have sex mm-hmm. um and it's very heteronormative so it's still male female and it's like in the in the way in which our world is is moving towards a lot of gender fluidity or non-binary like we have to think about sex in a very fluid and non um binary way because there are kids growing up these days that are like i'm non-binary which means i'm not female or male but you look at them and you're like you look female though and they're like i don't identify as that right and so if we're still providing sex ed that is put the P in the V, then it's kind of like, well, what does that mean for for a woman or like a young lady who who identifies as being lesbian? Right. That yeah. doesn't work for her. Or what happens when there's two like a guy who's like, I'm I'm gay. I don't identify with having sex with women, but the sex education you're giving me is mm-hmm. for you to tell me that my penis needs to go into a vagina. Right. That doesn't make sense. Right. So, you know, I think my hope for my like my hope for the world is that a, we can start talking about sex without being uncomfortable so we can normalize it. B, we change sex education in education because we're no longer in this like male, female only world. Right. Um, and then like C, like helping women feel safe in their bodies from the beginning of time. Right. You know, like I think about it and women are taught to fix their bodies almost immediately when they're a child. Yeah. Like their their parents tell them you're fat, you're this or that. And to me, that's like really dangerous because you don't give a, a young woman a chance to say, I like my body the way that mm-hmm. it is. I love myself the way that I am. Instead, you hear you're eating too much, you're not eating enough, you're too fat, you're too skinny, your hair is too long, you should cut it, your nails are too long. Like, it's like, fuck, can we just get a break? Can you just let me exist a little bit and let me figure out what I like? Yeah, right. Especially with a Filipino household, you know, our parents and our aunties and, you know, you walk in Christmas day, oh, getting weight, huh? You're like, Yeah. yeah. It's a and pandemic. Then, <laughs> how are you? It's I'm like, I'm stressed out. Yeah, yeah, it's not how are you? You look like it's It's not how are you? It's like, oh, did you get a raise this year? It's like, how's your job? It's never like, how are you feeling today? Like, are you how, like, how are you doing? It's, oh shit, you're you gained fifteen pounds. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, and then they they wonder why you don't want to eat, and it's like, oh, how come you don't want to eat? Oh no, when and they you- try to feed you more, and they try to feed you more, they try to feed you more, and you know, it- you just told me like you're 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 gaining weight and you're at the bot, like what's going on, and like yeah. now you're trying to eat, but. Yeah, I mean, you think about that, right? Like, I mean, I think that's like the huge, that's the huge part of the reason why I got into like sexuality coaching is because again, it's about how you, sexuality to me is about how you relate to yourself, your body, your thoughts, beliefs, about how you relate to others, right? And it's like, where does that initial wounding come from? Right. For like a woman, oftentimes comes from the home. 
from the moms. Yeah. Yeah. It comes from, it comes from like previous generations of them telling you how your bodies are supposed to be or like what it means to like, or like what you need to do in order to get married. Like, you know what I mean? And it's just like, can we pull the curtains back a little bit and let the woman make her own fucking decision on like what it needs, what she wants in terms yeah. of marriage or what she wants with her body or what she wants to do with sex, like yeah. all of those things. And, you know, yeah, that's just kind of, I, I like, I would like to rewrite that history for us, especially in the Filipino culture, because it is yeah. so ingrained in our DNA. Right. Big time. Yeah. Big time. Guess oh, what though, even if, um, you know, for you to say that you want to rewrite the history, you are changing the ways. Yeah, we would not be doing what we do now if we didn't have those challenges. From yeah, our leaders, right? For sure, so. for sure. You know, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm looking, I'm really looking forward to you know embracing the hard road ahead. <laughs> right. Yes. Um, well, we are here to cheer you on, Joe. We are, yeah. gonna, you know, watch your journey. We're going to support you in whatever you need us to do because we believe in you and mm -hmm. everything that you're doing is amazing. Mm -hmm. um, so one more question. Um, yeah. As a leader, what are the three pieces of wisdom can you give young folks boat, or one, young people who want to follow in your footsteps? Mm. You know, I think the biggest one is um, do not be afraid of your big, hairy, audacious goals. Like dream fucking big and just go for it. It doesn't need to look a certain way. It doesn't need to be a certain thing. Just remember what your goals are as big and audacious as they are and just just go for it. Um, the other thing is that like, you know, I always like to say this and it's not really a piece of wisdom, but it's more like of a mantra. Um, you are allowed to be messy and beautiful all at the same time. And that to me has been my guidepost for the last like maybe four or five years. And it's really given me permission to to fuck up and to succeed simultaneously, right? Especially as an entrepreneur, especially as a business person, especially just as a human being, you know? And I think the other piece of wisdom is um, listen to your body. Your body is an intelligent, intelligent piece of art and it's a masterpiece. And get in tune with it. And I don't mean it, I, I mean it in all of the senses. Like, Yes, connect to your fitness, connect to your movement, connect to your breath work, connect to your mind, connect to your body. Like whatever you do, connect to your body and trust it. Hmm. So oftentimes we don't trust our bodies and it's really ultimately the first place of wisdom that we need to come back to. Very cool. And Joe, just or just to everybody who is watching and listening, um, Joe is our Be Relentless um in our in her purpose book and she is yep. definitely joe you are definitely paving the way um for all of us um i love that you are paving your own way you're you're making stuff happen and it's just it's just great to and it's very inspiring to me i don't know what's for you guys Right, right, my fate, right, Jen. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, 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 I was curious. I, I never asked you this, but um, like when you told your parents and your daughters, like what you do for a living, like, you know, when people ask you, 
including your mom or your daughters, what, when, you, when they say like, what does your mom do for a living? Do they understand and grasp like what it is that, when you tell them like, this is what I do, is your mom like, what is that? You know, <laughs> like, you know, it's funny because this one time my mom was over and I was like, mom, um, do you know what I do for a living? She's like, I don't really know. Like it's, it's because like at, at some point in my career, there was so many mashups of things simultaneously. And so my mom was like, what are you? Are you a model? I see you on like all these articles sometimes, like you're on YouTube or whatever, like you're in a commercial, like what the fuck are you? And I'm like, I don't even worry about it. You know, like, I just like tell her to like sit back and like realize like everything is cool. Um, and then this one day she was over and I was like, mom, I talk about sex all day long. And she goes, Oh, I don't talk about sex. <laughs> I'm like, yes, I, I, I know, know. <laughs> this is why I do what I do because we've never <laughs> talked about sex. Um, and then with my daughters, I think they're just like, you know, my daughters are just like, Fuck, there she goes again talking about sex, you know, and 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 it's and I, I could see that like they they get kind of like annoyed about it um, because yeah. it's, it's uncomfortable. Like they're just like, oh god, like because the rest of the world is not on this level, right? Like they're they're the rest of the world is not like the same way we are in our household where sex is a is 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 a discussion that we don't mind talking about. Both me and their dad, like it's something that we don't we're we're open talking about. It's not like we're talking about our sex life intimately, like, you know, in front of them, but like yeah. they, they know it's a conversation that they can openly have with us. And I think for a lot of kids, that's not something that their parents invite into their household, right? Um, and so I think for our girls, it's normal. I mean, it's it's funny because we'll say things about like penis or like vagina, like we just, we're just <laughs> saying those words left and right. And even my daughter, my daughter, Olivia, the young one, one day, she was like, I don't understand. It's just a penis. Like, what's wrong with people? And why are they just like, getting so worked up? It's just a penis. And I'm like, because dicks are sensitive. Like, I just was like, I don't know what to tell you. Dicks are hypersensitive. Um, and like one day, you know, because we're all in COVID right now, I was actually getting interviewed for an article on women's health and it was all about anal sex. And I was <laughs> laughing, it was like 9 a.m. in the morning and I was like trying to give like my expertise on anal sex. Olivia's having this school meeting and she runs in and she goes, mom, everybody hears you on my <laughs> And I go, do they know what I'm talking about? She goes, no, they just hear you laughing. And I'm like, great, like, great. <laughs> perfect you know and so I even I even talked to her teacher and I was like asking her briefly during a PTA meeting I was like hey just to let you know I don't know if you know Liv mentioned but I'm a sexual wellness coach and so like I just want to make sure you guys didn't hear me talking about anal sex during your guys's classroom meeting and she goes no no, no. we just we just realized you're very enthusiastic at like 8 a.m laughing and like hear you and I was like well when you talk about sex, you can't help but laugh about it because, you know, it's just it's just one of those things when it feels normal, it's just normal. It's just like talking about a TV show at this point. Right. And I, I, I like I, I think I don't know. I just I think it's kind of I think it's kind of beautiful. So, yeah, my mom is just like, we don't talk about sex. I don't know. And they still do the weird <laughs> gross shit, like where my dad sometimes is like talking about their sex life. And I'm like, I don't that's not what I want to hear. Like, it's. <laughs> 
I don't really give a fuck about his sex life. And my mom is still very like, you know, Catholic where she's like, oh, that's, don't want to talk about that. So yeah, you know, I, 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 I think for, I think the way that it is, is like the more comfortable in my own truth about what I do is, and the more I don't feel ashamed about saying, yes, I'm a sexual wellness coach. And no, it doesn't mean I go around telling people how to fuck. Um, I actually help people like, get rid of their sexual hangups and their relationship yeah. hangups, um, it becomes more and more empowering and it changes the narrative of what sexuality is for people. I love that. I love that. What I'm thinking in my head right now, the entrepreneur side of me is like, we need to have a workshop with you and just like get a bunch of girls together yeah. and have a class. Have a I would totally love that. We could do that. I think it'd be so fun because I think, you know, again, I think I think for women to just be able to open up and understand, even to just like break apart some of the layers is really to just put them in an environment where they feel safe enough to talk about it or ask about it. Yeah. Like how how beautiful would it be to come into an environment or a Zoom class or whatever where it's like, I just want to know what lubes I can use. You know what I mean? Or like, I don't know, like, you know, I want to have sex four times a week, is that normal? Like even that question, like I get all the time. And I'm like, yeah, you can have sex one time a week or seven times a week. Like whatever it is to you that feels normal and good for you, like that's what's normal, you know? So yeah. Yeah, we, we definitely need to put one of those together. 2021. Yeah. <laughs> so fun. It'd be so fun. It'd be so great. I'll bring all my toys out. We can talk about it. Like we can <laughs> all the fucking things, all the things. I'm, oh, I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> and that's okay. And you can be, that's totally fine. That's totally fine. I'll, I'll leave the whips and all the other stuff aside. We don't need to go for cake. <laughs> I'm scared. I'm scared. For, for this class, you guys. Oh my gosh. I think, you know, an hour is not enough talking with you and, you know, the workshop guys watch out for it. Um, again, Joe, thank you so much. You're amazing. You're beautiful. Share with everyone how they can find you. Or like you said, you have um, two classes ongoing. Maybe you can invite everyone on how they can enroll or even just reach out for a one-on-one. -on -one. Yeah, yeah. You can um, find me at gofitjo.com. That's G-O-F-I-T-J-O.com. Um, you can also find me on everything social at gofitjo. And also I am going to be um, co-hosting a brand new podcast called Nothing Confidential with another girlfriend of mine who also happens to be a sexual wellness coach. Um, and that'll be really fun coming up in 2021. So you can find me there as well. Mm -hmm. I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> so amazing. Um, Thank you again. Um, I'm sure everybody who's tuned in are super inspired of what you shared today because this is obviously a different type of mood. Um, you know, you've, you've shed some light on mm -hmm. topics that not everybody are comfortable to talk about, but you make it look so cool. And I'm inspired to learn more and I'm sure Jen and Rose are too. So I'm looking forward to this workshop, manifesting it for a collaboration with yeah. In Her Purpose <laughs> and Joe. So with that, ladies, do you have any last words um, to share with Joe before we say see you later to her? You know, just Joe, you're very inspiring. I'm really excited. 
and excited to support you in everything that you're gonna do. Um, we definitely need more of you. Um, you are definitely going to change the world. So mm. I'm very excited. Um, I can't wait. Thank you, thank you. Yes, ditto to everything that Rose and Mafe said. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for having so me. hold on backstage, Joe. We'll still, we'll still talk to you offline because we yeah. want to make sure that you know we plan this correctly. And um, you know, just thank you again. So yeah. with that, see you later, Joe. And thank you everyone for tuning in. Jen and Rose, an amazing 2020 of In Her Purpose live our show here, and I'm looking forward to many more women that will visit and shed light to other amazing topics in 2021. Um, perhaps you want to say thank you to everyone who's tuned in and Merry Christmas, guys. My gosh, yes. it's around the corner. I know, it's, it's crazy. Like, I can't believe that it's December already. Um, but honestly, like, I know this is the last show of the year and I really feel like we're just getting started, but I really wanted to thank mm -hmm all the women in our book, like Joe, for, you know, just being so down and saying yes to like mine and Rose's big, hairy, audacious goal, which was to, to put out this book. And honestly, like it's, it's evolved into something like beyond like what we even imagined. And, you know, I'm, I'm super excited for 2021. I know people are saying like, well, it's not going to be any different from 2020 and, you know, I, I I think otherwise it's really like how, um, like what we think and like the energy that we're gonna put out there. And I'm just mm -hmm. excited to to keep it moving in 2021. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, if you look back to 2020, um, you know, I feel like we did so much. We were able to put out this beautiful book um, and I feel like we're not even done yet. I feel it, this is like the very, very beginning, just like what you said, Jen. Um, yeah. So you know, thank you to everybody who's supporting us. Thank you to everybody who is in the book. Thank you to everybody who is just, you know, helping us grow this community, this uh, lifestyle of being in your purpose. Um, yeah. Thank you, Mafei and your team, your wonderful family. You guys are amazing for making this happen. Um, our team, Rihanna, yes, uh, Rihanna. Thank you guys for holding me accountable and you know <laughs> making me work. <laughs> I love you work hard regardless. <laughs> it does not feel like work. But thank you to everybody who at Kumo, especially for for Kumo. Thank you to them. They are a big support. And because of, you know, Kumo and for everybody else, like it drives Jen and I to want to keep going. And yeah. we um, have so many ideas, so many, um, you know, possibilities that we are going to make happen. And, and that's because of everybody that's here with us now. So thank you. Of course, awesome. amazing. And guys, like what Rose is saying, if you uh, are still doing last minute Christmas shopping, Go ahead and um, get grab a copy, share with your loved ones, um, especially young women right now who need that support, that inspiration. You know, you guys have met a few of the women in the book already. They share their stories. So there's many more. There's 40 total. So there's a lot of stories there that you can be, um, you can feel empowered. 
So with that, ladies, congratulations. And looking forward to many more blessings. Happy holidays, everyone. James from Kumu, thank you so much. And um, Jenna Rose, I'll see you. Love you guys. Happy New Year. Happy holidays.